Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Community of Principles podcast, a conversation to support leaders. I'm your host, Ben Gilpin. Now, let's get this started. The Community of Principles podcast is back. I'm your host, Ben Gilpin, and thanks for joining us today. I've got a fantastic guest that we'll get to in just a moment. We are wrapping up the month of April and shifting very soon. The calendar will say May, so hopefully we have more flowers and and less rain as we hit the month of May. But a couple things. That really brings us to that last stretch of the school year. And one thing I would just encourage and challenge leaders across the state and, and whoever else chooses to listen to this is, you know, as we're trying to finish strong, how can we possibly do that without necessarily getting into countdown mode? I know that some people, it's, a, it's an easy thing to do to get in countdown mode. I tend to kind of shy away from countdowns, trying to thrive rather than just survive. And some people might say, hey, surviving this year is exactly what I need to do. More power to you, but I know for me, I'm looking to thrive more than survive. And without any further ado, this week, we have with us the one and only Becky Hager. Welcome, Becky. Hey, Ben. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I've really been looking forward to this because Becky and I are both in Region 3. Woohoo! Yep. And Becky is just probably about a short 20, 25 minutes away from me. So I know we are going to schedule a time to get on the golf course at some point in the near future. Absolutely. Bring on May so we can get out there. Absolutely. I hear that too. Well, Becky, how about, um, since I've, I've already introduced you, how about you tell our audience um, a little bit about where you currently are and how did you get there? I am the principal at East Jackson Elementary. Uh, This is the start of my fourth year. Prior to coming to East Jackson, I was a teacher in the Waverly School District over on the west side of Lansing. I was a teacher there for 22 years. It's also the district that I grew up in and graduated from, so it was very special to be able to go back and serve the community in which I grew up in. So that was pretty, pretty amazing experience. I had applied for different leadership positions and four years ago landed right here at East Jackson Elementary. And so I just, I want to kind of give a shout out to the aspiring leaders. Don't give up. That door is the right door will open at the right time. Preach on that one. And, and the hard part is you might have all the skills possible. And oftentimes it comes down to this elusive fit. For sure. Yep. So very well said. And, and it's interesting, you know, you talked about Waverly. For me, I actually was a teacher in the Hanover Horton School District, and that's where I was a student myself. So we have some parallels already. I know we're going to get to more about you, but um, I, I guess now you're currently at East Jackson. And how did that come about? So like I said, four years ago, I, um, I have Jeff, my husband is also a principal in Lansing. And between us, we have six kiddos, adult kiddos, I guess you can say. And I I waited until my three boys were older to go into administration. And so the last two, my twins that are 22, getting ready to graduate. So I started looking and like I said, I had applied for some different positions and applied for the position at East Jackson. And even with the interview, I felt very comfortable. I felt like I was home with my interviews and in talking with Heather Jacobs, who was a principal here that I got to work with for a year, it just, I could tell that it was a good fit. And 
this is how I landed into this position and, and just very blessed to be here for sure. So how many years have you been at East Jackson? So this is the start of my fourth year. Fourth year. And now Heather has since retired. Mm-hmm. And so now you uh, you are the principal, but you also have a, a partner in crime. I do. So my first year, I was the assistant principal with Heather. And then the last three years, I have had the pleasure of working with Amy as um, assistant principal, but I call her my co-principal because we do this job together for sure. Very cool. Very cool. And it's such a good story. I, I've enjoyed listening to just how you have gone from teacher to to assistant principal to principal and, and slash co-principal. And I know that Amy has also come up to MEMSPA for the conference. And, and so seeing the two of you together, I know that you have a tight bond, which has to make things so much better because oftentimes leadership can feel very isolating. Yeah, and, and talking with Jeff and, you know, that's one of the things that he has talked about is that he doesn't have an assistant principal. He doesn't have that person that he can always lean on or know that, um, if he's busy, that somebody else will pick up the rope and, and take over and, you know, take some things on. So I am definitely blessed for sure to have Amy. Well, let's shift over to some of our questions. The uh, the first one, curious to see where you go with this, Becky. What are two things most people don't know about you? So I guess the first thing would be that um, the year that I turned 48 was my highlight year for me. Um, that was the year that I landed here at East Jackson. It was also the year that I ran my first half marathon in Green Bay with my friend Barb. That was also the same year that Jeff landed his position in Lansing. So he started his leadership journey at the same you know, the same time. Um, that was when I started my golf league, Ladies Golf League. And funny story, when Steve Doerr, superintendent here at East Jackson, called to offer me the position, I was actually on my golf league night. And so there at Royal Scott on the back fifth hole was where he offered the position. So that's always a special hole when we get to it in golf league. Then also became an empty nester that year for a short period of time. My 26 year old is back home living with us right now. I'm short term. He's looking for a house, but it's fun to get to know your kids as adults. And he's teaching me how to um, make craft beer. We've made some wine together. Um, So it's always kind of fun to, to get to know your kids at a different level. And of course, what happens when you all the stars align, you buy a new car. So the year 48 was was a highlight for me. And then I guess the second thing is I still have a baby tooth and uh, it's hereditary. My mom's sister had a baby tooth, same exact spot. It's at the top tooth, right hand side, third one over. Dennis said that probably one of my boys would retain a baby tooth, and they haven't. So I'm waiting for grandkids to still have a baby tooth because <laughs> I tease everybody. I don't ever have to grow up, and I'm still trying to decide what I want to be when I grow up. Well, that okay. So first off, lucky number 48, and oh, gosh, quite a bit happened to you in year 48, and and things that are life changing. So that mm-hmm. is that's extremely cool. And then you still have a baby tooth. That is. You know, as an elementary principal, that gives you a quick way to relate to all of your kids. Oh, absolutely. They think it's so cool that I still have a baby tooth. They want to see it. And they always laugh when I tell them that I never have to grow up, that I get to be a kid forever. I love it. I love it. That's a good, those are two good ones. I love that. Okay. Let's, uh, let's transition into question number two, Becky. How about a current issue that you are dealing with? That is such a loaded question because I don't think there's just one thing that we're dealing with right now. 
you know, I, I know for me, I'm just having a stronger voice and being an advocate for all the things that we are facing this year, for sure. People are so fragile coming off from COVID. They're angry, they're hurting, and our mental health supports are really trying for people right now. They're, the mental health supports are there, but as, as a community, especially in the community and where I serve, um, it seems like people have to jump through lots of hoops to get there. So just trying to be present in that moment and, and to be a support person to help connect our families to the supports they need. You know, Region 3, our ISD, is working really hard at um, supporting schools and connecting schools with outside agencies, you know, for those supports. So, you know, that, that's just that's just one. And then you add the state testing. I mean, we're all in that right now. If you have third grade on up and the read by grade three law, you know, it was just coming off a pandemic. And the last two years, students have, they have not had equitable instruction. And yet these policies are still in place. We're talking about taking care of our kids and getting our kids back regulated and staff um, taking care of themselves. But the policies haven't changed um, to meet those needs. So those are just some really important things right now that I, I know, and at least in our building, we're facing, you know, teacher valuations and stress for that. And, you know, like I said, just being present in that moment and helping to give people what they need and to be an active listener, but also to be an advocate, a strong advocate for what our students, our staff, our families are needing right now, because we're still, we're still in the pandemic. We're not out of it yet. Okay. So to push in on that a little bit, because I think you're, I mean, you, you absolutely spot on with every single thing that you said. Here's the challenge when you're an advocate how do you advocate without necessarily looking like you're uh, whining over spilled milk? Because I know when talking to legislature or, or somebody in, in higher position, at some point, at some point, I know I'm advocating, but I'm, I don't know what they're thinking. And oftentimes I wonder, are they just simply dismissing me because they think I'm just, I only work nine months of the year and I'm just being a whiner. Well, I, I think that that's where that being present in the moment and pushing back a little bit and asking clarifying questions, you know, as, as we're talking with the legislators and our representatives and, you know, asking them what they know about our community. What do you know about what supports are available to our families? And just, you know, seeing what they do know, what experience they've had, if it's just what they've heard or have they actually had experience in the communities in which they serve to be able to see what's going on and have a good understanding of that. Yep. Leading with questions. That's, that's very powerful because then they're going to open themselves up for possible expanding of their knowledge. So great strategy there. Well done. Okay. We're going to shift it now. How about a victory over the last 12 months or so? Oh, I, I love sharing out victories. I would say a big victory is just my staff. I just, I love my staff. And over the last two years, they've had to shift on a dime. They've had to change the way that they provide instruction. They've had to learn new technology. For some of them, technology was new to them as well. They had to learn what being flexible really looks like. And this year, you know, they keep getting back up after getting kicked back down. And so, and they show up every day ready to make a difference in the lives of our, of our students. 
And kids don't know that all the stress that our teachers are going through, they're, they're here, they're present. And we're working really hard as a building to provide a positive school community and really trying to build that a strong bridge between home and school. And the teachers are doing that. And Amy and I, you know, we're, we're committed to being visible and being accessible to those that we serve. And it's parents are noticing it. We've had parents call to say that they notice a difference in the climate and culture of the building. They've called to shout out certain staff members to thank them for everything that they're doing to help support their student or their family. So we're getting there. And even though there's a lot of things going on that haven't been as easy this year, we're still here. We're still making a difference. And that definitely is a victory. You know, it cannot be, you truly can't state it enough that over the last multiple years, I mean, our teachers nationwide, worldwide, our teachers are, that is the key. There is no bigger key in education than the dedication, the commitment, and the passion of a teacher. And and I, I can't state it enough. So, you know, for you to really shine the light on your staff, I know that, um, you know, you've had back to school events, you've, you've done You've done so many things to help create such an inclusive and supportive culture at East Jackson. Tell everybody in the audience, you know, as they're listening to this, Becky, is it about the big events or is it about what we do day in and day out, the little things that can potentially make a big difference? Oh, I I think it's about the little things that we do. You know, going around, Amy and I go around and say good morning to every class. And so that's a way to connect with students. You see teachers walking in the hallway and saying good morning to kids or hello to students as they're walking in the hallway. I have social workers that if they pass students in the hallway, if they've come in late, you know, I'm so glad that you're here. So those things are all the foundation that help build the the fact that our kids got to go to camp this year. Our fifth and sixth graders, they missed out on going to fourth grade camp because of COVID, but they were able to do that. Um, this year, you know, the Talking with Trojans podcast that our STEAM teacher, Simi Rebant, started with kids, giving kids a voice. The students, you know, they'll interview other students. They interview staff members. They do shout outs to each other, you know, and it just those are the kinds of things. Our big brothers and big sisters program with our high school students. They come in and do mentoring with our fourth graders. Um, we were able to do a, a partnership with our fourth graders with ShopRat Foundation so that foundation of making this building welcoming to our students and our families, that sets the foundation for the rest of the things to happen. So well said. You just hit it right there. Okay, last question. This season, season five, has been all about hashtag you matter. And so, Becky, I know you well enough to know that you don't really like the spotlight on you, that you prefer to shine the spotlight on others. But let's focus a little bit on Becky, hashtag you matter. What is something that you do for yourself? Uh, I This year and just recently, just trying to get my health back, just trying to commit myself back to eating better, drinking water, um, getting back to running, um, because that is definitely that running was my release. That was my stress release. And poor Jeff, this has been falling on Jeff's shoulders because I haven't been running as much. So I'm committed to getting back to that. And of course, you know, anytime that I can be with my family is just fills my bucket, golfing, um, traveling, doing any of those things with Jeff by myself, 
with our family. Those are all things that I do for myself. Good for you. Good for you. It sounds like so much of it is being active and also being outdoors. So those are good things. Absolutely. So before I let you go, you've talked a little bit about Jeff, Jeff, your husband, who is also a principal in the Lansing area. But, you know, this is you. You and Jeff are definitely in the minority that it's a two principal house. How does that work? Some days we have to shut off work. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll look at each other and say, we are not talking. We're not talking school tonight. But there are other times that we push each other's thinking. And we both are, you know, we both have big dreams of where, when we grow up, of what we want to do. We've talked about a way to start our own school. You know, how can we start a school where um, kids don't come to us and have to fit inside that school box? But when they walk through the door, they're coming into a building that fits their needs. You know, so we we do. We challenge each other's thinking. We dream big. And, you know, sometimes we just have to shut it off because we have to. Yep, I get that completely. Good for you guys, though, because that's a support system that oftentimes, again, so you've got Amy at school, but then you also have Jeff at home. And leadership can be very isolating and lonely, but you have right there between Amy and Jeff, you have an amazing support system for yourself, which I would imagine some of your colleagues around the state are probably a little bit jealous of. (laughs) I'm I'm sure they are, because like I said, it's definitely, I am definitely blessed for sure to have the support and not only just within the building and at home, but also a kind of shout out to our region, Ben, you know, our region three um, you know, I mean, we, we do, we check on each other and phone calls to each other in the morning, you know, meet for coffee before um, principal meetings at the ISD, you know, some people go out to breakfast. So I know that, you know, we have that support too outside those walls. So I feel very lucky to be in, in our region for sure. Same, same, same. Well, Becky, I was, I'm really glad that you joined the Community of Principles podcast. I wanted to get you on uh, just to highlight what you do, who you are, and, and the, definitely the connection with Jeff as well. But more importantly, I always enjoy interacting with you. You, you bring a smile to my face. You've, you know, whether it's in a leadership role up at uh, Treetops, up at MEMSPA, when I see you in Jackson, I can't wait to get on the golf course with you, but uh, you you make me better, and um, I always love interacting with you. So it, this was a true pleasure for me to bring you on. So thanks again. Thank you for having me, and thank you for your kind words. Uh, the feeling is mutual. I totally respect the work that you do and cherish our friendship, so thank you. Well, everybody, as you check out the Becky Hager episode, uh, feel free to reach out to Becky and uh, and give her a shout. And remember, we've got just a handful of weeks left. Let's uh, let's try to finish strong, not just in survival mode. Have a great end of your April and best wishes throughout the rest of the year. See you on the other side. Well, thanks again to our guest. Let's continue to connect and reflect because that's what leaders do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to check out hashtag MemspaChat Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also find more leadership tools at memspa.org.